Hey everyone, I'm Kendall Tyson, the owner of Aspire Counseling and Wellness Center, and I want to welcome you to our web series titled Black and Abroad. This is our first episode of our series, and I would love to welcome our first guest, Shaggy Defoe. Say hey, Shaggy. What's up, people? Um, yeah, I didn't know it was the first. Oh, damn. Okay. Yes, you are the first. You are the first. So I want to give just on. a go. I, so I want to give just a brief introduction. Shaggy hails from the Commonwealth. I'm probably going to say it wrong, so I know you're going to correct me. Of Dominica. That's fine. That's it, right? Yeah, just just not the DR. There's the DR, and then there's Dominica, like an hour Dominica. flight away. Yeah. Dominica. He's corrected me a few times before. Um, <laughs> Dominica. He is currently living in Beijing, China. He's an entrepreneur out here, um, does a lot of great work, has an amazing restaurant. And just a little bit about him, grew up in a beautiful Caribbean island. He enjoys nature, casual conversation, good food, um, and good rum. Um, he says that he has an affinity for style and sneakers. I think you're doing some design work too, right? A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Okay. in the past, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so professionally, he works in marketing um, in the branding sector, building brands, and currently he is building Larry the Bird um, and a couple of other projects. You can check him out on his LinkedIn for more information. And I can definitely say that the work that he's doing um, is great work. I frequent his establishments all the time. So right. I want to, <laughs> I want to welcome Shaggy, our first guest. Welcome. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for for the internets and the interwebs and everybody gonna see us in the yeah. future. After yeah. we're long gone and we're 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 soil, people are gonna be like, who are these two people on, on this thing <laughs> talking about this stuff? What's going on? Nothing, nothing. I'm so glad you're here. So I think before we get into the nitty-gritty of uh, what we're gonna talk about today, I just wanna ask you, who is Shaggy Defoe? Who would you say you are? Just a dude. Um, yeah, like like you said before, I'm from the Caribbean, and um, I've always kind of, um, I mean, people can consider me the black sheep of my family, but I've always been the rebel, the one that does things a little bit differently. Um, my mom, I got got that trick from my mom, but you know, and I decided to come to China in 2004. I got okay. a scholarship to do an undergrad, and I I said yes without thinking too much about it. And I came over here. This one in China was in Wild West, and um, it was it was a a great experience. Actually, I would definitely say I found myself here. Um, I was a nineteen year old kid just trying to figure out life, and then I I grew up here. But yeah. as for me and stuff, I've always been a, a um, marketing person. I've always loved that whole aspect of business, creating a brand and structuring it, and trying to go for the whole process of like um, brand customer fit. And so I did undergraduate marketing. And in my sophomore year, a buddy of mine from the Bahamas and I, we did, we started a company called Street Hustle Promotions, where we did parties, mainly targeting expat kids that were in China studying. Because mm. the party scene in China was not um was not good. It was not okay. good. <laughs> and we decided to like make it better. So we decided to just create a company and do some stuff. And we that ran for about four years. Till I left that, then I went into fashion, 
um, with sunglasses, brand called Dynasty. I have a pair. <laughs> Thank you very much. And um, then I did some consulting work with some other fashion brands about, and now I'm in F&B. And trying to create a brand called Larry the Bird, which is under the Migos group of companies. And we're trying to create this fast casual experience with roasted chicken, uh, chicken sandals, um, good beer, and a really cool ambiance, old school hip hop and R&B and funk, and a diner style design on the spot. So yeah, that's in a nutshell. Yeah, that's me. Uh, I can attest to yeah. the food at Larry because my favorite is the rotisserie chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and every time I go in, y'all jamming some of my favorite music. So we we try to make it yeah a place. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to target like you know psychologically get you and then also get your belly happy. So it's like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, what what do you think is the through line? What is the thing that connects you to do the work that you found yourself doing? Um, I, I don't know, I've always, I've always been keen on design and I've always been like meticulous about, you know, how I, like how I see things, how I do things, how I, I put things together, whether it be for personal use or in my professional life. And, um, I don't know, even when I was growing up, I would always like meticulously put my room in a certain way and design it how I wanted it to be efficient, but also cool. And yeah. it was never messy. It was always in place and everything. Not OCD, but like, you know, <laughs> you know. Um, and I think that from a kid, it just kind of happened that way. And I just, it just carried me through a phase where I wanted to like, I went through a writing phase as well. So, you know, writing creatively when I was a kid led me to doing copywriting which also led me to add copy to um, things that I was working on. I just think it's a desire to see things in a slightly cooler way, I guess. Um, not super fashion forward, but just aesthetically pleasing, I guess, that's the term. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how I got here. I really don't know. It's just a, a series of fortunate events. <laughs> it sounds like it. But I think like one of the things that you said earlier that you coined yourself as the black sheep of the family. And often the black sheep, the black sheep of the yeah. family is the risk taker, the truth teller, the one yeah. that likes to live outside the box. And so you definitely have to have a certain quality about you to pick up and move to a whole nother country and live your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my mom was always the is still, I mean, she's still here with us. She's still the adventurous type and she's always the one that's willing to try something new. My yeah. dad is more of a, a square. And um, so he didn't get it. He still doesn't get it. He's like, you're in China for 17 years. You're married to an Indonesian. You're doing restaurants. Like he doesn't get any of that. He's, a, he's an engineer. He's very square whatnot. But my mom has always been the out of the box thinker. And I guess I got that trait from her. So when I tell her that I'm doing something weird, she's like, oh, that song's cool. My dad would be like, why are you doing this? But, um, what, does she say, what does she say about the things that, you know, you're, you're getting into while you're here in Beijing? Uh, she's always been my biggest cheerleader. Like my mom, uh, even when I was a kid doing dumb shit, she was always, oh, I don't know if I could, yeah, but anyway, she was always a person to, she was always the person to like be my, my cheerleader on my side. Even if I was, if I was doing it wrong, she would like, guide me and to do it better but you don't be like yeah try it do it like you, you only live once um my dad is the opposite but um so I don't know I don't know where she got it from we never had that deep conversation about it but 
she was always been that person in my life. And I guess she, she kept me, when I said something that's more crazy in people's minds, she would be like, mm, sure, try. <laughs> and I would just, I would just go ahead and do it. And then she would love to hear the stories about it. But like, I think she wanted to also be someone like that in her past and, you know, society and the time she grew up didn't afford her that luxury. So now that having at least one of her sons being this crazy individual, I mean, she has four of them and I'm the one that decides to like go. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I I often wonder, you know, the lives that we live, do our parents live vicariously through us? You know, it sounds like you are kind of extending, you know, the life that she's been able to provide for you all. I think so. Like when we, when we have conversations, even my wife always says like, my relationship with my mom is so different than any other mother-son relationship that she's seen because we don't really speak like mother and so I have a lot of respect and love for her but it's right. that we kick it like we talk right. like it's just like he's my home girl and we just <laughs> yeah <laughs> like even growing up we would sit on the balcony back home before I came to China and just talk about all types of stuff whether it be girls or stuff that I'm going through and we would just have these conversations and I guess she I mean, in this sense, I guess she was kind of like my therapist. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah. So maybe that's why I haven't gotten another one since then, because I guess nobody <laughs> can top that one. It's good that you Wow, have. you're good at this, Kendall. You're very good at this. I'm good at what I do, trust me. So I think that it's really good that you have that really strong connection in somebody that you can open up to earnestly and honestly. So I want you to hold on to that, because that would be definitely an element of one of these questions that okay. I throw at you that you were able to look at beforehand. So sure. be I wasn't expecting to go that deep on that side and it just happened. So you're, you're pretty good at getting this stuff out of me. That's what makes but. it good, right? <laughs> when, the, when the truth comes out, right? Yeah. So I want to I wanna ask you, like, you've been here, how long did you say? I don't do math. 17 I, I'm years. Person, so you, oh, wow. Yeah, Hello. 17, yeah. I'm probably going to be here for at least two or three more at least. Yeah. Okay. Everybody I meet is always like, yeah, I came and I thought I was going to be here for like two or three years and it's been 15. I'm just like, hey. Yeah, it's, um, I think, I, I can't go very, very deep in it, but when I, for myself personally, when I came, China was a very different place. Really? Very, like what, what you've seen in the last, you've been at four years, right? Yeah. What you've years. seen in that timeline, it's, it's, it's black and white. It's completely wow completely different so I I like him when I was 19 so you have to meet you have to put like um a 19 year old idolized kid all dreamy eyed and then trying to be in this wild wild west dusty roads like no cameras anywhere like that's definitely not how it is now (laughs) no wechat no none of that stuff I I don't even know I got the vibes Exactly. So this is pre all that stuff, right? Wow. And China was for a 19 year old or early 20 year old, that phase was beautiful. Yeah. So, why. yeah, <laughs> uh, it was the Wild Wild West. And um, it allowed you to, I was in undergrad, meeting people, time. So that first five years was pretty much school. It flew by. And then opportunities kept coming because this is like, you know, just after the Olympics, which was amazing. Oh my God. Oh, I that could be a whole other conversation. But anyway, um, <laughs> so going through that stage, everything was was very different and it allowed you to stay easily. It wasn't, it wasn't complicated. Yeah. Now, 
it's a lot more policy driven and strict than like adult, you know? And the thing is I'm an adult now, so it kind of matches most of where my my attention is. So that's why I think I'm still here. And now that I have the, the, the restaurant, which we're trying to grow into a franchise, that takes a lot of time and a lot of work. And so I'm gonna be here for a little bit more before I decide to go on a beach and raise some goats or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're expecting our first in a in a few months. So what? Congratulations! Yeah, oh breaking breaking news, breaking breaking news. news. Everybody, y'all heard it here, huh? Congratulations! That's amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy for you all. Well, you know what? That really okay. So here's a good question. I'm wondering what has been a defining moment for you while living abroad. Defining moments. Uh, I there's a lot of them, I guess. Um, meeting my wife is definitely top of that list because we met in a very unconventional way. We met at a club. And, <laughs> I think that's yeah, but <laughs> it it was it, yeah, and another memorable moment was probably like um when I'm talking about the events company getting our first gig was a weird situation of stars aligning friends in LA to people here to there's a lot of defining moments I I can't really pinpoint one particular one um let's just go with my wife she'll probably be happy to hear that one let's go with that one (laughs) so I'm wondering you know with the major events that you've been able to experience being here and the growth that you say you've made, what's what's a way that you think that you've, you know, you've changed into the person that you are now? I think about that like at least once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to define it because, you know, when you're thinking about certain things like this, it's also it's a compare and contrast. But I don't have anything to compare it about, compare it against. All I can do is compare it with my friends that stayed either back home in the Caribbean or went to school in the States. I can compare it to that, but it's not a fair comparison, right? Um, But I would definitely say the strangest thing that's happened since I've been living here, because China is a place of fast, 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 money, 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 and whatnot. And it actually has made me over the last, I would say five or so years, I've been thinking the opposite. Mm. I've been thinking more about um, mental health and being balanced and money not being everything and success not being everything and being happy and content with whatever you have right and that's weird especially for someone (laughs) living here but but it has been what I've been toying with for the last years because you have to balance it because China is really about finance and it's trying to balance that um Living here as an expat, you have to have your finances in order. You're not just, you know, you can't just go to grandma's house and get some sugar. So it's, but yeah, I've been thinking more about less. I've been thinking more about less. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I hear you say that, I would, when I think of it in my therapist's mind, I don't, I don't see it as less. I see it as just different, right? A, I guess, a, a, yeah. A variation, right? The... Cause you know, like you said, China is really materialistic. It's about their money. It's about what can you show people. And it sounds as if you're in a space where those things matter, but there's so much more that I hear you're finding 
joy and meaning from that's going to help you to live a different version of your life at this season? I'm wondering, what do you think? Yeah, I think so too. I think it's it's probably because, like, I think about it for the last five years or so, but over the last two, especially because of, you know, he would not be named um, the virus going around. Um, yeah. It's been, it's been like, you know, what is, what is it? What is, what is this success thing? What is this? What are you trying to, like, what is it? You know, what are you trying to, is it a legacy like for your kid? And then, oh, my dad did this. And yeah. yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't know about this. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it happened right now because now that I'm expecting a kid, I can, I don't, really care about the, I'm gonna leave them uh, a state in the hills and they can do whatever I don't know just a, a weird state of like meaningfulness like try to live in the in the present time we have the limited time we have and yeah. try to make the most of it and that doesn't include having all the Louis Vuitton bags or anything it just means being able to wake up and smile that yeah. you're good you're okay like things are okay they might not be great but they're okay yeah. I hear you. So then that, that, you know, leads me to think like we get to determine, you get to determine your own construct of success. You get yeah. to figure out what does that look like at this juncture? Um, and how does it align with what it is that you're trying to do, you know, in this life? Yeah, for sure. And now it's not totally reliant on money or material. It's yeah. more about like, for example, case in point, like Larry, like my partners and I, we came up with this idea of a few years ago, like it's been a while and it was on the back burner because other things mattered more and we got an opportunity to do it. And now it's about how do we, yes, it's a restaurant, it's a physical business. We have staff, we have all this of sales versus not going too crazy into the influencer space and trying to milk every every single cent from every single sale how do we balance that and how do we balance that with our lives because the restaurant and the business is one thing but we also have our families and our lives to deal with how do we balance it and not be at the restaurant 24 7 not right. focus on restaurant growth 24 7 but do it in a strategic way that balances our personal life and the restaurant's growth and that's very tricky especially here but yeah. we're trying to we're trying to do it. We're trying to figure it out. And like right now, we're trying to think about the the sec, second Larry, and where should we position that? Should we position it in Beijing or another city? And how should we go about it in a way that again we're not going to be over overly stressed by doing a second or a third or a fourth, but that it yeah. can be done in a way that we can do it. And you. that yeah yeah. That sounds that sounds like a, a great goal, but I think that the it sounds as if the way you're approaching it is very pragmatic, which trying. <laughs> trying. You, you know, when I when I think of like the beginning of the year planning and stuff, I always like to have like a guiding word of the year. And if I were to gift a word to you for this year, my word for you would be balance. And <laughs> what does that look like? Yeah. You know, to live your best life, you know, be the yeah. best entrepreneur, husband, brother, soon to be father, yeah. and yeah. balance these things while you know prioritizing yes. your mental health. Because you it's know, a lot of, it's a lot of plates. It's a lot it's of plates. A lot of juggling taking um, place. And it's like you know, with Larry, that's all. That's going okay. But now we think it up with Larry number two. We also have yeah. a new concept opening maybe in May or June. 
that's more of a New York City type lounge space. Okay. And that's so that's another project. And then I might be going back into fashion later this year. And yes, um, fatherhood. Um, my brother is here, so I'm you know being a good brother. Um, friends, my wife, and there's a lot of stuff. But uh, the two words I have were one was balance. So thank you for reiterating that. <laughs> and my second word was gratitude. Mm. Or that's my my ethos going into the next like five years, like okay. balance and gratitude. And Do you use vision board? I don't, but I have a thing on my phone that I kind of created a, a vision wallpaper, you know, because you see your phone every day. So it's like, it's easier there. So I have a vision wallpaper of like, I think it's like five or six things that are images that capture things that I want to do in the next five years. That's literally so, a vision board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, balance and gratitude is like my focus for the next, yeah, chapter. Okay, well, keeping those things in mind, I want to kind of shift into the mental health space, right? Um, as Black people of the diaspora, we know mm. that mental health hasn't always been the topic to discuss. Um, Not at all. And we all have it. And then sometimes, depending on what we're experiencing, you know, where we are in life, we may struggle with mental illness, which isn't an issue. But I'm wondering, when you think of your cultural influences, what kind of mm -hmm. like were the attitudes or conversations that you and your family or friends had when it came to, you know, the topic of mental health? Well, for sure, like you, like you, you just said, like in, in the Black community, it's, it's, it's an unspoken thing. In the Black yeah. Caribbean community, it's exactly the same. Okay. And from my, from my, I mean, let's go from my dad's perspective. It's it's not spoken. Like that doesn't mm -hmm. exist. There's no strong thing as mental health or stress is not even a word. My mom's perspective is a little different. Um, for some reason, she gets it. I don't know who introduced her to it or what happened, but she got it. Because I remember I would speak to her about this stuff in high school. Because you know, we all go through these weird phases in high school where things are like, oh my God, she doesn't like me. Or oh my God, he got the new Nikes and I did not. And all that. Right, right. <laughs> you right. know, and puberty and all that stuff. So she was always right. there for me for that kind of stuff. And I don't know if she knew what she was doing, but she would help me through it. Mm. And but on a grander scheme, yeah, there was no there was no infrastructure for that. So coming here, I came with that same the same thought process of oh i just gotta do it it's gotta work 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 right. and it's only recently like i could say in like the last five years that i've been caring about what goes on up here and yeah. which affects the whole rest of the body right. and i'm i haven't gotten to the point yet to talk to anyone you know, of like your caliber as yet <laughs> i really i really <laughs> hope i can <laughs> i really hope i can get there uh because i think it's it's supremely important um the mind controls everything yeah. and if your mind is not right or not aligned in the right way it affects everything it affects right. your job it affects your family it affects your demeanor you know you might drink more more tequila shots than usual um so i think it's immensely important and i i emphasize this a lot of friends that i speak to and um i even talk to our staff now about this kind of stuff mm -hmm. because some of our staff um, they have their own personal issues and they would say like, we want to work overtime. And I'm like, 
we'll give you overtime, but if you get overtime now, we'll get it next time because we think rest is important and you need to keep yourself. Like, no, 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 we need the money. We need the money. And we're trying to like influence her, but it's, it's so hard with them. Yeah. But at least for me and my household, I try to make it an important fact to relax and to, you know, do a staycation or, you know, just go to the park and sit down in peace, um, read a book for fun. Uh, you know, like uh, sometimes at night I use this meditation sleeping app that kind of like calms my mind where I do it for like yeah. the first 15 minutes. So I, I try to put these little ingredients into my pot and but I, I, hopefully the next stage will be like letting it out and yeah i hear you i have a question i have a question for you though okay yeah i have a question for you (laughs) how do you like i i'm 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 assuming that it works the same way but how do you handle yours how do i handle my mental health here yeah yeah so some things as a mental health professional in china (laughs) so as a mental health professional Um, It is vital that we um, have our own outlet, right? So I meet with my therapist once a month. Um, Sometimes it may may be more depending on what time of year it is. So for instance, I tend to get seasonal affective disorder around the holidays. Um, Like November when that that cold snap hits and then the holidays come. Like, because I love Thanksgiving, right? And so my family will be at home eating turkey, everybody together, yeah. and I'm over here still having fun, but I but can, I know that it's very different. Like my first year was very difficult, but I, I'm, I'm aware of myself when I notice that my behaviors change. If I stay in a okay. lot more, if I'm not reaching out as much as I normally am, because I'm a very much of a people person. So I speak to my therapist once a month. I journal, um, I do my best to exercise three to four times mm, a yeah, week. Yeah, I, I create I things. You know, I'm always got something going on when it comes to mental health, be it a group <laughs> or a journal. You do. Or something. Yeah. I do a lot of writing. I love to read. Um, and I'm trying to get more into meditation because I know that it's good for you. I just, the way my yeah. mind races, I'm trying <laughs> to work out a way that it works for me. I haven't figured that out yet. Even though I'm a professional, I definitely recommend it to people. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I just, I think I, I want to, I want to be a bit more intentional. That's my word for the year for 2022 okay. is intentional. So I'm trying to be a bit more intentional when it comes to mindfulness and learning to kind of steal my mind and turn my focus. So thank you yeah, for that question. I've, Those are some of the things yeah. that I'm trying to do consistently when it comes to managing my health. Yeah. I've tried the meditation thing a few times and um, yeah, to no avail, like, <laughs> But that's the thing. It so much going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it, it's like a muscle. <laughs> it, it is very much so. And so people have a misconception that when you meditate, you're not supposed to think about anything. And that can be further from the truth. It's learning yeah. how to turn your mind back to the present. Um, there's yeah. an analogy that I was given. I was reading this book and it talks about how like your saliva glands are made to produce spit. Okay. Well, your brain is okay. made to produce thoughts. That's not something that you can turn <laughs> You can choose choose what you're thinking and you can choose how to shift your focus back to the present, which is going to help produce like anxiety and things like that. So that's literally what meditation is, is learning how to turn your mind back to the present moment. I'm I'm going to keep working on it. Definitely keep keep working on it. Yes, keep working on it. So 
I, so I think I kind of have an understanding of how your mental health has been impacted. And one of the things I really appreciate that you shared is how you're trying to infuse wellness, you know, into the culture of your business. And I yeah. know that within a working and living, being guests in a country where mental health is just now beginning to emerge <clears throat> as a thing that's important, I can only imagine how challenging it's, it's, it's very, very, very challenging. Very challenging. Um, one of the ways that we are emphasizing it without telling the staff is by like doing less crazy things. Like, you know, before a new restaurant, you'd be doing an event every week or yeah. trying to do all this new stuff, which the staff has to like change their their you know scheduling for and all that stuff we're trying to do less of that so that they know that you know what they do is just regular most of the time and even these little things help um but it's tough it's tough it's tough it's tough yeah. but it is what it is yeah yeah i'm wondering does like the planning just like you plan events or launches i'm wondering what it could look like you know to plan how you begin to incorporate more mental health awareness, maybe not necessarily explicitly, because what people yeah. don't understand is they do a lot of things that benefit their mental health. Um, mm. So it's helping that what is it, I'm wondering what it could it look like to kind of have people assess their 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 work life and their personal life and what does it look like to welcome balance into these these spaces. Well so something that we want to do this this summer at least is to at least try to do a staff family day. Okay, where okay. we will get we will get like um, um substitutes to do their tasks and have them come into the restaurant with their families and friends and hang out for the day and eat and talk and then do different play game, play games so that's something that i'm thinking about um later maybe in the fall just before like october holiday or something so i'm looking into that as a thing that we could do actually like you know let the let the family see what they do on a regular basis but also they can be chill and talk about it and like we're trying to do this kind of stuff but again um another thing about china is the staff changes so quickly yeah like we have like i mean since we opened about what nine months ago we've had like turnaround of about 25 percent oh wow and that's a lot so it's like plan it plan to do it but then it's new staff and it's so yeah. we'll figure it out I hear we'll you. figure it out well, if you need but, help with facilitating that process just let me know <laughs> yeah, <I'll holler. laughs> let me let me ask you this we're 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 drawing nigh right i'm curious um i know that as a black man having a having a certain level of notoriety in our community here what what kind of example do you think being a black man that's championing prioritizing his mental health what kind of example do you think that could set for other men other black men of the diaspora to kind of give themselves permission to do these things for themselves and know that it's still masculine uh, for the for the few people that I'm close to, I don't I don't like I have a massive like you were saying like semi notoriety, but I have this like levels onion you know, right. these levels where <laughs> my core is maybe yeah. like ten people and then it expands from there. Um, so I just stick with my core and then I try to decipher as much whether it be knowledge directly related to mental health or just like periphery things like you know you know being 
you know, exercising regularly, like right. not going crazy at the club or at the bar every night, like right. you know, being at peace with oneself, like yeah. go hang out and do something completely different. We have this mentality where we always need to turn up. And I'm like, I've, I've, I've done my fair share of, Thanks. I've done more than my share of turning up, <laughs> but I like to do different things. Go for walks. Um, I like to go for walks in like seven, nine, eight, and just walk around the art district. And I would invite I would invite other brothers with me um, on these on these walks and we just hang out and talk and try to go as deep as possible. It doesn't have to be super deep, but like yeah. whatever you're happy in a relationship or your job and just like let it out and you know have a meal and then talk. And that's that's what I do. Yeah. Um and then I hope that they then do it to their circles and then it, the ripple right. effect will occur. Cause I can't, I can't help everyone. I have, <laughs> I have no time to help right. everyone or even like, I don't even help myself that much. So I, um, especially with my brother, like I, yeah. my, my brother have a, a great relationship now, but he's 11 years younger than me. And okay. when he was born, I hated him. <laughs> I, I hated it. him. I was like, why did you come here? You know, right. I was, I was good. I was the last. And even when I, I came up to China, when he was maybe like, he was very young, like seven, six, seven. Mm-hmm. And when I would go home on vacation, I would be with my friends going and turn up because I have like a month or two of break. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm right. not bringing my little brother with me. Yeah. So apparently that, that really affected him. Oh. And I had no idea, none, oh. zero, until he came here. And... I didn't even re- I was fighting for him to come here years before he actually did pull the trigger and yeah. come here. And I didn't know why either. I'm like, why are you? He's thinking about Alaska. And I'm like, why are you going to Alaska? Like, oh. you got melanin. Like, why are you going to Alaska? <laughs> and so he finally came and then he expressed to my wife first. And then mm-hmm. she expressed it to me. Thank and then I understood. Thing. Yeah, I understood. And it took about a year and a half for us to like, get there but now we're good and because of that I realize what could happen without you even knowing it yeah like he has all this anguish and all this pain and all his hurt and I had no idea at all wow. and now and now we're like best buds so now every couple of weeks we get together and spend the whole day together That's doing awesome. anything put together in a bookshelf or going on a walk or going cycling we love to cycle doing different things whatever it is a movie yeah. whatever and that just builds the bond and and with that I hope that you know it helps him be better so that when he is talking to his friends he can then spread that appeal as well but I hope you know that you also grew through that experience as well it takes a lot of reflection right and not taking things personally and being able to be receptive to push back a lot it took right. it took a couple of months, a few months before I was like, okay, okay, because he was like coming at me. Yeah, he was coming at me for job, and I'm like, eh, what? Oh, he was angry, angry. <laughs> and but then it took some time, and I was patient, and over time, and now yeah, it's good. Now we're good. Yeah, what I really like that you're saying is that both of you are willing, willing yeah. and open to yeah. move together in this same in this healthier space um and you know and now we tag team on other people now we tag team with my dad with our yeah. dad right because he's the one that doesn't like he's like Ugh. and so we tag team on him now and now he's getting better I, oh and my gosh is, and this is remote like this is congratulations from facetime 
And right. I'm like, and we see it and we see it happening. And we're like, in our heads, the first reaction is like, what the hell? Why is he saying I love you? He never, he never. Right. <laughs> but now we're realizing why, because of us. So like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're affecting yeah. change from afar. Look at y'all planting seeds. That's what I'm talking so maybe about. Maybe he's now doing it back home with other men yes. as well. Yes. So, yeah. And that's one of the challenges with men and mental health is there are a lot of men in the world that don't have very close relationships. So they mm. struggle with like a lot of anxiety and depression yeah. and suicide, unfortunately. So yeah. I am so happy that you know, you know, you and your brother have been able to mend you know, whatever rift there was there. And then, mm -hmm. you know, demonstrating, even if it's not explicitly um, sharing that to your father, because you notice that things change yeah. as you begin to be intentional about, you know, change. Yeah. So that leads me to another question. I'm, and I'm almost done, like drilling you, okay. right? One of them is, what, are you, what is your hope for the advancement of mental health in, you know, the Black communities? In a in in a, in the smallest possible term to say, I hope it gets better. But that's <laughs> it's like an octopus, right? It has so many yeah. so many tentacles because it's not just like saying it's like saying ah, be be happy. Like it's right, it's, right. it's very loaded. empty but heavy, loaded. Yeah. Um. It it goes up. It goes to too many things. Like for example, let's just say like you know in the states, like it's not just mental health because of mental health if if you have the strength to do it great do it do it do it push it share it with other people and go but it's not just that it's it's, it's linked to poverty it's linked to being living in a food desert so it's, it's linked to racism it's linked to it's linked to so much stuff that it, it needs to be unpacked like Preach. one one generation at a time and then hopefully yeah. maybe a hundred years it will then be cool it will be yeah. chill. <laughs> it's so much stuff to unpack at this present time that you have to be a avenger to want to like pursue this mental health thing in the states. It's it's. Yeah. I talk to my friends and my family that are in the states, and I'm like, I don't know how you guys do it. Yeah, I, I don't know how you do it. How you keep it together? Because the things I see and the, that would, yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. There's 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 a lot of systems that get in the way of equity when it comes to it's mental health access, which is one of the reasons everything. that I do what I do. There's a term that uh, a business in the States, um, therapy, um, oh Lord, not therapy for black girls, melanin and mental health. What they said okay. was they want to change the face of therapy, not, you know, on the couch and behind, you know, as a, as a therapist and as a client, right? We're changing the face okay. of therapy want to be able to provide these safe spaces for our own, which, you know, allows people to feel more comfortable to come and share. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm That's wondering, needed. Like, That's needed. Yeah. very much so. I'm wondering, like, you know, if you were back home, how easy do you think it would be to have these kind of conversations? I mean, with my friends, like with my close friends, I think it would be easy. But to spread that, yeah, that would take some scale from a person like you. Um, it would need it would need that you know professional that knows how to that can spot the triggers and like right. Mm. Right. but like I I think the Caribbean would be because the thing about the Caribbean right like in the states like we said about all the pressures and everything and the Caribbean is kind of different we don't have 
the pressures, the daily pressure, like in the States, like what happens systemically. We don't really have that. It's there a little bit, but it's, it's pretty much for everyone, not just for right. melanated people. And how we handle stress in the Caribbean has been significantly one way. Mm. Rum. Mm. Alcohol. That's it. Okay. Like alcohol and um, promiscuity and having a whole bunch of kids if a whole bunch of mamas. Mm. Like that's it. So it's it's different. It's a different curtain to go behind because yeah. not to say like, you know why you drink so much, right? And they're like, no, because it's Monday. And they're like, no, because this happened, this happened, this happened. Like, um, no, it's just Monday. Right, right. <laughs> so it's a it's a tougher, it would it would be a bit different approach. It would be a different yeah. approach. Um, it reminds me of the Solange song, Cranes in the Sky, where she talks about, you know, I try to drink it away, sex it away, pray it yeah, away. No, exactly. you have to face it. But I think what's important for us that are a bit more wise is what does a space look like to, you know, invite people in to begin to do this good communal work when it comes to healing. I think we should have like these kind of sessions at the barbershops. Like, this yeah, place. the salons and the barbershops. Like, that's exactly. it. Like, go there. So y'all be talking about a whole lot in the barbershops. A whole lot gets done in the barbershop and the salon. So everything honestly, comes out. Like, great, the barbershop is, is stronger than the church. Like, I'm telling you, the barbershop is church. Because in the church, right. you're worried about your appearance or your, you your, your facade too, more. In the barbershop, exactly. you come to get your facade. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, so, like, there, the there, we got hangups everywhere. I think, but the key is we're so communally focused. It just takes one person, right? To yeah, yeah. kind of light, light that fire. And so what I want you to think about this. What impact do you believe you're making in your community? I, the, by, by being the best version of me I can, I think that's the only way that I, at the present time, can. Um, if I put the pressure on myself to do more, it might lead me to doing worse. I, um, I just try to be as, you know, I, I, I try to lead by example. Like, yeah. that's it. I, I, I don't have the, the latitude to speak to everyone individually, but from what I've heard from people that know me and that have known me for a while, I, I try to lead by example. I'm okay. a person that believes in more than financial legacy i more believe in like um personality type legacy like i want to be a person that they can call back about oh he was yeah he was a real one like yeah he led by doing the right thing or at least attempting to be doing the right thing as much as possible and hopefully that people can see it and are open to seeing it and then open to continuing that way and um i don't want anybody to believe i'm perfect i fall I, I do I do some some shady shit sometimes, but <laughs> I, I I try to do way more good than than bad. Right. And right. um yeah, just try to live yeah, live by example. And if that has a ripple effect, if one at least one other person, then that will continue. I hear you. Well, you've talked about at least two today, so the ripples working, yeah. obviously. There you go. My job uh, is done. <laughs> for now. For now. Um, you're working on the legacy for sure. Yeah, yeah. So do you have any final words that you'd like to offer before we get to the rapid question round? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> final words. I'll give, I'll give two words. Like okay. I said before, balance and gratitude. 
Balance and gratitude, people. Y'all heard it Balance here. So, all right, we have some rapid fire questions. I just want you to tell me what's the what what's the one that comes to your mind immediately. And okay. I want you to give one word to describe yourself. Balance. Okay, balance. Favorite country to visit? Ah, uh, Bali. Ah, Indonesia is the country. Mine but, too. Yeah. My, well, we're going yeah. to city soon. Uh, Sprite yeah. or ginger ale? Ginger ale. What kind? Ah, uh, the Jamaican one. What's the Jamaican one? I can't remember the what brand. What is it? Nah, there's a Jamaican brand of ginger ale that's fire, man. I can't remember the name of it right now, but yeah. Okay. But Canada Dry is okay too. I mean, we have that at Larry, oh. so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your favorite genre of music? What's your favorite type of music? Hip hop. Favorite artist? <sighs> that's a tough one. <laughs> Biggie? <laughs> okay. Okay. Favorite self care activity? A nice hotel. Vacations. Oh, so what's yeah. your favorite hotel out here? In Beijing? Yeah. Um probably oh damn, that's us. Uh <laughs> opposite house. Okay, I've never stayed there. I go to the Union Bar all the time though. I've never stayed in opposite yeah, house. Yeah, opposite though. house. Um Chow okay. is also good. And if I really want to go Hutong, I'll go to the Orchid in the Hutong. Okay. Favorite book. The Orchid is nice too. Ah, uh, that's that's a bad question. Let's <laughs> skip that one. <laughs> uh, group. Musical group? Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, musical group. Um, TLC. Okay. What do you what love most that? about home? Water, bush. Yeah. I sure. just love. I love nature. I love nature. Like I feel at peace in nature. Like it's my, yeah, it's my place where I can just like, yeah. So last one, what's your most memorable or favorite inspirational quote or affirmation? Sky, uh, the sky is merely, uh, uh, sky is not the limit, it's better than view. Perfect. Swiss Beats said that. Well, Shaggy, please let us know how we can connect with you on social media. Uh, Instagram only Shaggy, um, O-W-N-L-Y-S-H-A-G-I. Okay. Um, Shaggy Defoe on LinkedIn. Um, those are the ones that matter. <laughs> okay. We are going to include his details in the show notes, people. But I just want to say thank you so much for being the inaugural guest on Black and Abroad. It has been amazing Yay. listening to you share your story. And I look forward to seeing and visiting Larry again. All the great work that you're going to continue to grow. And I can't wait to see your baby. Uh, yeah. So my wife can't wait to see it too. It's too much. Like, <laughs> oh, make sure you take care of her. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. All right. All right thank, thank you very so much. much. We'll talk soon. Peace. Bye. Bye.